Welcome to Fresh Thinking with Rabbi Ari Shishla, where it's you who sets the conversation. Join us for the next hour as we take a fresh look at how we think about spirituality. Hi everybody, welcome. It is Thursday afternoon, Fresh Thinking time, and I was just told just a minute ago that due to technical issues, there was no news at two. So I don't know if that means that I have to step in now <laughs> and do the news. I don't have much news to share. What news is there? Just, I suppose, another day in this very intriguing experience that we're all going through. I hope you're doing well and keeping your head and not totally overwhelmed because I think many people are quite overwhelmed at the moment. That's actually what we're going to talk about. What keeps you positive at this time? I think we can all share. Everybody needs a dose of positivity. Everybody needs something, some kind of an inspiration, some kind of an outlet. Some kind of guidance. Maybe you found something that works for you that you could share with somebody else. And in that case, why not? Why not share it? We would love to benefit from the whatever technique it is that works for you. So that's what we're going to be doing over here today. We're going to be talking about survival, not just surviving. We're going to be talking <coughs> about how does a person find positivity or what is the positivity that you find in this current lockdown. It's Rabbi Shishla, Fresh Thinking Time, and as always, you are part of the conversation. There are three ways to touch base. Number one, you can send an, an SMS on 34519. You can send us a message on Telegram, 0618951019, or you could send a message on Twitter or on the Facebook page, High FM Facebook page. Twitter is at Rabashish and at FM. And, of course, looking for your insights. <coughs> How do you keep positive during the COVID-19 situation? What are your tips? Definitely would love to hear from you. And, uh, as always, you drive the conversation just as much as any other one of us. I might be sitting behind the mic, but you can absolutely, absolutely participate. And that's what we would like to happen. So please do so. Get involved in the conversation. Let us hear your thoughts. Let us hear your tricks of the trade. What do you do? How do you keep yourself positive? How do you keep yourself sane? I think it's a little more than sane. You know, so many people at the moment are just sharing one after the next all kinds of news, whether it be true or not, but things along the lines of <clears throat> that... It's not going away anytime soon, and it's just going to get worse. I love it when people start to get into the world. I don't really love it, but I find it intriguing when people get into that headspace of, it's all going to get worse. Don't worry. You ain't seen nothing yet. So how do you keep yourself positive if you're dealing with that kind of an issue, if you're dealing with that kind of a mentality, everybody rushing to be the first one to tell you the bad news of everything that's going wrong in our world, in our current lockdown, lockdown environment. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. There we go. Some messages already coming through, which is very, very good. So it's always nice to engage and to hear opinions and to get perspective. And I'm not asking necessarily for some kind of philosophical explanation. This is personal. You personally. How do you personally keep yourself positive in, at this time? Some people are going to say, look, can't talk right now, too busy with the kids. There's all this overwhelming homeschooling going on. Maybe that's one of the things that keeps you up. Maybe that's what makes you positive. 
or perhaps it might just have the opposite effect. I suppose for some people it's the one way and for some people it's the other way. Right at the beginning of all of this, people were so upbeat, wonderful to have some time out, to slow down, to be with the kids, and they're all true. None of those things has changed. Those are all good things. But at the moment, I'm not so sure that there's the amount of positivity we saw at the beginning. People were very optimistic. Look at this. The government's got this. And they've reacted well, and they're going to get this thing under control. Now we're at a point where it's like, but I still can't open my business, and I still can't go back to normal life, and how long is it going to take, and what's going to happen with Yom Tov, and so on and so forth. So what do you do to keep yourself positive? That's what we're looking for today. It could be something deep and meaningful. It could be something light and refreshing, whatever it is, whatever it is that talks to you. Obviously, it's a fresh thinking show, so the goal is to share things that are meaningful, not just personal experience. So please go ahead, share your thoughts with us. We would love to hear what you're doing, how you're thinking. Maybe you've hit on something that is just so radical it's going to help everybody. 34519 to send us an SMS. Otherwise, 0618951019 is the way to reach us via Telegram. And, of course, on social media, the High FM Twitter and Facebook pages. That's where you can get hold of us. This is Fresh Thinking with Rabbi Ari Shishla. Yeah, I thought that this might get some attention, which is great, because some people seem to be doing better than others. What I love about this is that not everybody is saying, oh, here's my tip of how to be positive. Some people are being a little bit more honest than that and saying, I don't know, not managing, not managing. We've had two people already message that. Who is positive? That was one message. And somebody else saying just outright, not coping. Now, I think that's honest, and that's exactly why it's valuable to have this conversation, because there are people, many people, many of us, people we know, might even be us ourselves, taking a real knock at the moment. So what do you do? What do you do to lift your chin? What do you do to pick yourself up? That's what we're talking about today. I'd love to hear your thoughts. As I say, some people coming through very honest and saying, I'm not, just not, not managing. <clears throat> so let's see. Let's see if people have meaningful things. Here's an interesting one. At Big Truth Feels on Twitter says, reading the Torah three times in a day and after reading, praying three times. So that's powerful stuff, eh? That's powerful stuff. I mean, obviously, we are supposed to daven. We're supposed to pray three times a day. So you can expect that that's going to give us a tremendous amount of direction. I think one of the nice things about praying is, although people think that prayer is very much about please and thank you, maybe a lot, a lot more please than thank you, the truth of the matter is that to have the opportunity to pray every day also, <clears throat> it, it kind of refocuses us, it, it, it redirects us just to understand the world is not a chaotic place that has spiraled out of control. God is in the picture, God is in control, God is pulling the strings, and it definitely can help a lot to feel in a better space, so that's interesting. Uh, I mean, it's good advice to say that you should pray three times a day. I don't think you need lockdown for that or coronavirus for that. It's something that a Jewish person is supposed to do in any event. But this idea of reading the Torah three times a day. Now, but studying Torah three times a day, that's interesting. I wonder how many people do that. Be curious, by the way, if anybody has, uh, if anybody has that kind of a, a routine where you learn the Torah three times a day. As far as the Torah is concerned, the requirement is Twice a day, minimum. You have a requirement to learn Torah in the day and at night. So that means 
that at least twice a day you're supposed to be learning Torah. But here's somebody suggesting three times a day. I wonder if anybody has tried that. It's interesting. Very, very interesting. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad. I love this. This is so funny. Absolutely. I, I don't know if I should uh, laugh or just say good point. So here's somebody. I won't mention a name because it's funny. Somebody who's replied on social media to say that the way to stay positive, remember, it's your personal thing. How are you staying positive? By avoiding social media. <laughs> but the response is on social media, which I think says a lot. So often that's what happens with people. You know, we're, we're easy, we're good at being able to share a thought and, and maybe even lecture to somebody else and tell them what it is that they should do. But to actually do it ourselves, as they say in the classics, easier said than done. Okay, here's Bina on Twitter, who says, these are scary times because we had it so well and we might lose it. It is our personal moral duty to act happy and be grateful. I do as much as I can. I learned in life, be miserable when misery arrives, not earlier. It has worked very well. Wow. That's an interesting one, eh? Be miserable when misery arrives. This, I, I think we can concentrate on this a little bit. That's, that's quite insightful because how many of us, not only now under the current circumstances, generally in life, how many of us are so caught up in anticipation anxiety? What ifs? What if they don't get the country back on, on, on track? What if the economy falls to pieces? What if lockdown level three is really no different to level four except for a few little tweaks that actually make no difference in our lives? What if people we know, God forbid, contract the, the virus? It's very true. Hey, that's a, that's a very nice insight. Be miserable when mis misery arrives, not earlier. <laughs> it's a good line. Definitely something to think about. A lot of our trouble, a lot of the tourists that we face are anticipatory. We worry about things that haven't yet happened, and quite honestly, they may never happen. I, I just think, you know, before the COVID-19 pandemic, we all had a list of things that we were anxious about, things for this year, and none of us imagined what was actually going to happen. So it's a good lesson right there that, you know, just because you're worried about something does not necessarily mean that it is something you should be worried about. Interesting. Very interesting. I love that quotation. Be miserable when misery arrives, not earlier. Of course, you don't necessarily have to be miserable even when misery arrives. But I don't think that's the emphasis of this particular quote. The emphasis over here is not before. <laughs> don't be don't be miserable before. Okay? Good one. I like that a lot. What else is coming through over here? Nice uh, thoughts and suggestions. Of course, we've got Sean on Twitter who says cocktails. <laughs> cocktails. So my question is, okay, it's definitely one way to do things. But uh, which cocktails? <laughs> How often? What, what? Do you have any recipes? So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, listen, all all good and fun. And I suppose, oh yeah, he says half the fun is looking them up and experimenting. Look, I suppose there is an element of escapism which does help. It doesn't necessarily make you positive, but it does make the pain a little bit uh, easier to to handle. Uh, what else? What else have we got over here? A few other interesting ones coming through. Here is Linny on Twitter who says, finding outlets to feel human slash normal, finding opportunities to connect, which is the upside of social media. That's funny because we just had somebody before who said 
that the best way to remain positive is to avoid social media. And here you've got Lenny saying that actually social media allows us the opportunity to connect. That might actually be a good thing. I have to say, and you've probably had a similar experience, that at the moment if you phone somebody on the phone, they actually talk. <laughs> you actually have uh, an opportunity to have a proper conversation. So there's something to keep you positive. Actually talk to people. Talk to people, not just this, uh, thanks for calling, I've got to go, I've got to run, I've got to, I'm going into a meeting, <coughs> picking up the kids from school. At the moment, at the moment, you know, we, uh, we don't have to run anywhere. We just got to be where we are and I suppose use it as well as we possibly can. So there is, there's something to keep positive, I think, is to be, when you have a conversation with somebody, actually have the conversation. Here, what's going on? I find on average, at the moment, a person who I speak to on the phone, on average, it's like a 20 minute conversation. That equivalent conversation this time last year would have been no longer than two minutes max. So there's something positive. Definitely something to be positive about. Here's Elizabeth on Twitter who says, gardening from sowing the seeds to putting the food on my plate. It relaxes my mind and enables the positive thoughts to outweigh the negative. You know, I've never been a big gardener, to be honest. But there's definitely something to be said for it. It's getting back in touch with the world as Hashem designed it. You you plant something and you've got to, kind of got to just wait for the you know for the the rains to come. And you've got to kind of daven. There's there's a whole spiritual element that happens when you when you've planted something. So it, it's not just about green fingers and about getting yourself, you know, into the experience and muddied up and whatever. There's, there's a whole spiritual component to it as well. And I, I definitely think that people can find it to be extremely relaxing, which is a wonderful thing and, and quite uplifting and opens your mind and lifts your spirits. So there's a good one. There's a really good one uh, to, to go into gardening. Okay. Practical, practical advice that we're getting from people. If you've just joined us, we're talking today about what do you do, you personally, what do you do in order to keep yourself positive in these times? That's the question we're asking. Love to hear your thoughts. As always, you can send a message via SMS on 34519. You can send a, uh, not a WhatsApp, a Telegram message on 0618951019 or social media. Facebook page, Chabad, Chai FM's Facebook page, or at Chai FM and at Rabashish on Twitter. What do you do to keep positive in these times? This is Fresh Thinking with Rabbi Ari Shishla. Yo, a proper, my hair's crawling from reading that, that ad. But uh, yeah, I guess it's all very nice when they pass around those videos of sheep on the streets of Wales. And monkeys in Bangkok and uh, what, what did they have? Penguins walking around in Cape Town on the street and then suddenly you realize, well, there's other kinds of wildlife too. So there, how do you keep yourself positive knowing that all the critters are going to be coming looking for food possibly? Oh boy. Ah, horrible stuff. So how do you keep yourself positive? That's our discussion over here today. Tips, tips and in particular, they're personal tips. I'd like to hear your personal experience and many of you are being generous in that way and sharing your personal experience. At the same time, maybe there's something you've learned. Maybe there's something meaningful. Maybe there's something spiritual that's helping you at this time. Not just, as Sean says, the cocktails, although I suppose for some people that really does help. Then again, you can't buy alcohol at the moment. Can you? I don't think so, eh? Can you buy alcohol? Wouldn't know. <laughs> so there you go. There are things to think about 
Here is another tweet from Lenny who says, the consequence of all being affected by something in common, which is like a common enemy slash situation, nobody could have imagined that the whole world would ever be in the same situation at the same time dealing with lockdown and corona. Almost Noah like. I, I gotta say, that's something I was thinking about early on in all of this. And I'm pleased that you brought it up because yes, Look at what's going on over here, this unified experience of humanity. That is an incredibly positive thing. Yes, I know it's not a positive thing that's caused it. Yes, I know. And of course, we get those people who say, but the numbers, and it's not like the flu, and it's not like other dread diseases or car accidents or whatever. That's not the point. The point is it is not a positive thing. Whichever way you look at it, people getting sick and dying is not a positive thing. Lockdown, that the economy is crawling, that's not a positive thing. But to say that everybody is together and experiencing something, a shared experience, that's incredibly positive. And I, and I think it's amazing to pick that up. It's amazing to pick that up because it talks to the core of what is unique about this situation. What's unique about it is not the pandemic. We say those things have happened before, maybe on a greater, lesser scale. It's definitely not the financial pressure because that has happened before. I mean, there was a Great Depression. It's the fact that it's a shared experience. It's so interesting, don't you think? The shared experience, people who have absolutely nothing in common under ordinary circumstances and maybe even are enemies under ordinary circumstances. And suddenly, you have the situation where we're on the same page. Very interesting and definitely very positive. What else is happening in helping you personally stay positive at this time? Quite a lot of messages, which is lovely. It's really, really nice. Uh, here's somebody who says, not easy at all. I think we all have our ups and downs, but what can we do? We have to carry on, and some are in bigger boats than others. I think that's a reference to the fact that everybody says, we are not in the same boat. And it's true. We're not in the same boat. We're in the same storm. Not everybody's having the same experience as everybody else. And that is true. Don't know if that is necessarily something that makes you more positive, but it is definitely something that makes you more conscious, conscious of the reality. This is actually what is happening. Now, here's Sean. Sean says, gratitude. We are blessed with so much. That's what happens, you know. We have two choices at any point in life, by the way, not only under these circumstances. We have two choices, what to focus on. And for some reason, we tend always to focus on whatever is the scariest or most negative experience. Whereas we also have the opportunity to focus on something which is positive. We have that option. We can focus on positive things. So gratitude is an incredible thing. I think if anybody would sit down and pay attention to the good things in their life, they would definitely have gratitude. Every single morning as Jewish people, we say, Praise you, God. Thank you for the fact that I am alive. And of course, by extension, I'm not just alive. I'm alive and I'm in relatively good health. And maybe I'm in really good health. And maybe I also have my family around me. And even if they're not in the house with me because they're in lockdown in a different location, the fact is that they're there and we can communicate. And I live in the 21st century and I have the ability to communicate with them via technology, etc., etc. I think if a person pays attention to these things, you will find, you will find 
that is what to be grateful for. And exactly on that note, just got a message here from Karen on Telegram who says, we need to be happy with what we have. You know, this is the time of the year where we study Pirkei Avos, the ethics of the fathers. And in Pirkei Avos, it tells us in chapter 4, Ezehu Ashir, who is a wealthy person, Hasomeach Bechelko. And it's incredibly profound insight. Incredibly profound. Who is wealthy? Wealthy is not measured by something external. It's not measured by how much you have. It's not me- measured by your bank balance. It's someach bechelkoi, the fact that you can rejoice. And by the way, the word is not just happy. The word is to rejoice, that you can rejoice with what you have. That it's, that it's good for you, that it feels full, full and, and, and it, it lifts you. Now, we, we can. We have so much to be grateful for. We have so much to be grateful for. Karen's just replied on Telegram. We have so much inner happiness. Absolutely, inner happiness. That's what we should be working on. But the only thing is it's not always so easy. So it's something we agree in principle. It's something that we ascribe to as uh, we subscribe to as, as a value. It's not always necessarily so easy to do, which is why I think Maureen's message is interesting. Maureen says, I read a lot of positive thinking books. I didn't know that there were a lot of positive thinking books. I mean, I know that there are positive thinking books, obviously. But even then, and, and I have a particular bias in this, and right now I'm actually running a course on exactly this point, that I, I don't know that the positive thinking books necessarily always do it for us. Sometimes I feel that they leave us feeling just a little bit guilty. Oh, I can't get there. I can't do that. I'm not at that stage. You know, the, the goal is maybe just a little bit too great and too high feel that there's sometimes when you read this kind of thing, it can actually leave you feeling a little bit inadequate sometimes. I don't know. Perhaps you have a different experience. But that's just sometimes how I feel. You know, It leaves you feeling just a little bit inadequate. These self-help or positive thinking books, they're good and they often teach good principles. But if you look at the Torah's principles on that theme, positive thinking and so on, you're going to see it is so radically different. And I feel that that's what we need right now. We need some radical tools to be able to not just handle what is going on, but to actually succeed, to be able to actually do well in terms of what's going on. I think that that would be something really, really important um, in our lives, get some of those tools going. So, yes, positive thinking books, I would say that positive is... uh, is it's not only about positive thinking. It's about really good messages, really meaningful stuff. Matura is full of that. Neville says, in these times, I believe that being negative is the preferred state. Yes, well, absolutely. Uh, physically, you should be negative. <laughs> That's what you want. You would rather be negative. If you had to go, go, you know, if you had to take the swab. I don't know if you have had the swab. I've had it. Probably going to have to have it again. Just because uh, there's certain... Certain things in in this time of life where you've got a swab before you can you can actually do these things, and it's a great relief, by the way, when you get that message to say that you're negative. So yes, absolutely. I didn't obviously mean positive in the corona sense. I meant positive in the mental health and outlook sense. That's what we're talking about today. What are your tricks? What are your techniques? What do you do that keeps yourself positive? During this difficult time, how do you lift yourself? That's what we'd like to hear. And let's share. Let's bounce it off each other. Share ideas. We don't necessarily all have to have exactly the same thoughts. That's why we're sharing. Because one person sees what another person may not see. 
Okay, stop what you're doing and listen to this tire deal. Buy four tires any size and get your wheel alignment free. Buy only two tires, 195 slash 15 or bigger, and get also a free alignment. Did you know that we also sell batteries? Mike Levy, 50 years in the tire business, known as the boss who does it himself. That's Motor Mags and Tire next door to McDonald's, corner Louis Buerta and 11th Avenue Highlands North, closed on Shabbos, but open on Sunday mornings. Phone Johannesburg, 011-440-9540, T's and C's apply. To me, that's amazing. Closed on Shabbos, open Sundays. That is where the community should be putting support, don't you think? Somebody who's showing this public face of dedication to Yiddish God. I think it's fantastic. It's absolutely beautiful. And also, Bennett's Family Care Hand Sanitizer has been formulated according to the World Health Organization's standards for sanitizers. Our 80% alcohol hand sanitizer is ideal for use when water and soap are not readily available. It is formulated with glycerine to help keep your skin feeling soft. And is also a surface disinfectant. Bennett's hand sanitizer is available at leading retailers in different sizes. Trade inquiries are welcome. Bennett's, the name you can trust. So here we are. Where are we? Halfway through the show. Thursday afternoon. Fresh thinking. Rabbi Shishla, you're probably not in the car. You definitely are not doing lift schemes. So are you there? Are you listening? Let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Today we're talking about what do you do? How do you personally stay positive in these times? Some of the stuff that's coming through is extremely useful. We'd like to hear yours too. SMS 34519. Send a message on Telegram 0618951019. Or use social media, the Chai FM Facebook page, one option. Or you could go onto at Chai FM on Twitter or directly to me. At Rabbi Shish. Got to tell you something that I shared earlier today with a group of people. There's a magnificent story attributed to, well, it's told by the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, but I believe it's attributed to his father, that he was once passed, he passed a fair and they had a massive Ferris wheel. Now this is a hundred years ago, so the Ferris wheel, probably a little bit more actually, he passed away a hundred years ago. So it's over a hundred years ago. The Ferris wheel, you can imagine, was a big deal in those days. It was a huge attraction. You can imagine people were quite in, intrigued by it and they wanted to see it. And here he is, the, the, the Rebbe of the time, observing this Ferris wheel. And he notices two interesting things. He notices that the, you know how it is, the Ferris wheel moves and then stops to allow people on and off. So it's constantly moving, stopping, moving, stopping. I don't know if you've ever been on the London Eye or <clears throat> the Melbourne Star. I've been at the Melbourne Star. It's actually quite spectacular. So, you know, you move, you stop, you move, you stop. And he noticed that when the Ferris wheel would stop, Whoever it is that was in the top car, right at the top of the Ferris wheel, you could always see that they were like really happy and sometimes shrieking with joy and really, really enjoying the view and the experience of being up at the top of the Ferris wheel. And then there were the people who had just gotten onto the Ferris wheel. You know how it is. You get onto the Ferris wheel and it moves one notch to be able to let people into the next little car. And those people you can see are, are itchy and they're agitated and they're frustrated and they don't understand what's taking so long and why these people schlepping to get on and to get off and why don't they get the thing moving already. And so he said, both of those people have it wrong. person at the top of the Ferris wheel who is so happy and enjoying the view and thinks that this is the best thing ever 
needs to know that shortly that Ferris wheel is going to move and they're going to start coming down. Whereas the person is at the bottom and highly frustrated, things are not moving and what's happening and come on, let's go. Are we ever going to get out of here? Shortly the wheel will start to move and they're going to rise again. And he said that there's an expression from our sages, Galgal Hachoyzer Boilam, the world is an ongoing wheel, the so-called wheel of fortune. And at the time that things are absolutely amazing and great, sometimes we make the mistake of believing that this is how it will be forever. And we don't realize that there's a possibility of being humbled. And that might have been what happened to our worlds last year, that we were very smug about all our advancements as human beings and the fact that we had incredible health care in the world and and, and wonderful systems of, of travel and of financial systems, whatever. So you're at the top of that pinnacle, unfortunately, it often means that a person can go the other way. But when you're at the bottom, which I think a lot of us are feeling right now, feeling pretty much like we're scraping the bottom, funds are starting to dry up and we're starting to get really itchy to move and to get out of the house and to be social and to reconnect. I'm so really just, I felt so comforted by how many people have said that they miss shul. You know, because often you just feel that people come out of obligation or maybe they don't really enjoy it so much. And and to hear people, I'm not talking necessarily about religious people, I miss, I miss shul, I miss that opportunity on a Shabbos of being together with everybody and so on. So we're at that point where I think we feel we're scraping the bottom. So rather than to focus on the fact that we're scraping the bottom, is to remember this principle that says, the world is constantly in a state of flux. And when you reach the bottom, the truth is that there is only one way to go, and that's to go up. So that's a that's a nice way to help ourselves keep possible uh, positive under these circumstances. Other really really nice things coming through. A few people are saying gratitude in different ways. Quite a number of people saying how important it is to be to have gratitude. Here's a person. Uh, this is Francis who says, when I'm struggling, I remind myself that Hashem has put us here. This is exactly where I'm supposed to be, doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and that is comforting. Wow. How amazing is that? How amazing is that attitude? I think it's an incredible, incredible attitude. And it is the correct attitude. This is exactly what the Torah wants of us. There's a verse that says, That Hashem directs the steps of man, and He wants our path. That means to say that wherever He's placed us at this particular point in time, and I can tell you, by the way, that I've seen things in the last week or two that are phenomenal. You realize, oh my gosh, the fact that I should place people into a particular place and under these circumstances and were not for the lockdown, this would never have happened. You see how he totally directed their hand to be in the most beautiful place. So that's an incredible way to stay positive. When you realize, I'm not here because of the failing of some human being, because of some attempt by the Chinese government to maybe poison the world or whatever it is that people have obsessed themselves with. Actually, Hashem is running this show and directing the way that things are supposed to work. And, and that's a great way to keep positive. I think it's an absolutely fundamental principle of Judaism to feel that way. We're supposed to say, Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samida. Always keep Hashem before me. In the Code of Jewish Law, it says that as you wake up in the morning, the first thought that a person, and the first, shall we say, salient thought that a person has in the morning, because usually when you wake up in the morning, uh, the thoughts might be a little bit jumbled. And they might focus a lot on things like snooze button and how do I get to sleep some more and why on earth did the morning come so quickly. But the first salient thought that we're supposed to have, the first focused thought that we're supposed to have is to imagine that we're in Hashem's presence right there. As you're in bed, 
that you're in Hashem's presence. For some people, that is a guilt-laden thought. Oh, my goodness. God is right here. I better behave myself, which is true. It's absolutely true. If you knew that you were standing in front of a king, you would certainly behave yourself. So likewise, if you're standing in front of Hashem, you certainly should behave yourself, right? But there's another side to it as well. I'm with Hashem. Hashem is with me. I'm not alone. Not alone. Such a powerful thought. King David says it. We actually read this in the run-up to Rosh Hashanah. The David Hashem. Ori, we say that what is Hashem is my light. Hashem is my light. He says in chapter 23 of Tehillim, the very famous chapter 23 of Psalm 23. What does he say? I won't fear anything. Because you're with me. You are with me. And, and that's an incredibly powerful way to say positive. I don't think it just happens. I don't think it's the kind of thing that just pops into your head. It's something that requires planning and meditation to become aware of it. And if you notice things that are going on in your life, and sometimes it's just the little things, Tessa says that, notice the little miracles all day. If you notice the little things that are good in life, wow, hey, that really, really helps. It helps to just get that focus. It helps to recognize that we're not cut loose. We're not just floating and tumbling through space. But there's, there's someone in charge and he's got our back. And, and everything that happens, happens for our best interest. It's quite something. It's quite something. Pity that this is an anonymous telegram message, but it says that both people on the Ferris wheel should remember that this too shall pass. Gamze Ya'avor. Trying to remember who it was who had it engraved on the cane that they used to. One of the great spiritual leaders, I think it might have been one of the Hasidic masters, and right now it eludes me. Perhaps one of you remembers who it is, had on his cane, Gamze Ya'avor. This too shall pass. Very, very useful to consider. Nothing is forever. And the difficulties that we go through are not forever. What are your techniques? What are your tricks? How do you keep positive during this time? Please share with us. 34519 if you would like to send an SMS. Otherwise, a message on Telegram. It seems to be popular today. 0618951019. And the usual social media channels. The Chaifem Facebook page and the Twitter feed. At Chaifem. This is Fresh Thinking with Rabbi Ari Shishla. Many, many messages coming through, many messages and ideas, suggestions, insights, techniques that people are using in order to keep themselves positive at this time. Some really nice ones. I don't know even if we'll have enough time to get through all of them. Richard says, keep busy and keep a routine and learn new things. Andy says, gratitude for my family and for what I have. Donna says, empathy for others, doing it doing it tough. I don't know what that means. And offer help where I can. So there you go. Empathy, I think, is a big thing because obviously when a person focuses a lot on themselves and their own issues, that's not necessarily helpful and it's definitely a way for a person to be able to become really stuck. So empathy to others is very good. Here's another one. I love this. Danielle says, the thing that adds to being positive is doing to heal him every single day. How's that? And there is more to the message. Trying to give you some highlights over here because there's a lot. Um, yeah, to hit him every day. That's nice. Uh, lots of messages to get through. Rene says, well, to wake up to the birds singing and be able to see the sun another day makes me very grateful. How's that? Just the fact that we're up and about. Up and about. It's a good thing. Uh, Devorah says, mindfulness, prayer, 
exercise and helping others. Mindfulness is tricky. It's a subject for another whole conversation in its own right. Mindful of what? It's all very well for people to say mindfulness, and I think it is a powerful tool if used appropriately, but mindful of what? Orson says, meditation, study, and reading. Ilana is excited to see what wonderful learnings and creations will come out of this. Yes. Now, how's that? If you can live beyond this, you know, there's an expression from the Baal Shem Tov where he says, wherever your will is, in other words, wherever your real focus and interest is, that's where you are. That's where you are. So if you're living in the now and that's where you are, and that's what completely captures you and, and the concerns of the now, that's a difficult place to be. If you're living in the anxiety of the future, that's an even more difficult place to be. But if you're living in the hope of the future, you're living in the in the confidence that something positive will come out in the future, that is incredibly powerful. You know, in Judaism, we have two principles when it comes to belief in God. The one is called emuna, which is faith. And the other is called bitachon. Bitachon means confidence, absolute confidence that things will turn out well, that Hashem has our best interests at heart. And that he will make this. We can't see it now. And we never can when we're in it. That's the strange thing about human experience. You can never see things while you're in it. You can only see in hindsight. But when we're in the situation and we, we see, you know, we try and imagine that something positive could come out of it, it's pretty overwhelming for us. What do you mean something positive is going to come out of it? It's like, how's it even going to happen? Truth be told, that, <laughs> you know, that's what we're supposed to think as Jewish people. Very famous stories of great Talmudic leaders who used to say things like, Kol ma'david, ovid, Rabbi Akiva's famous line, whatever God does will turn out for the best. Or his teacher, Nachum Ish Gamzu, who used to say famously, Gamzulatova, no, this is actually good now, I might not see it, but right now it's good, it's just that I'm unable to appreciate what's going on. And that is the way that we're supposed to get ourselves to think. I think we've got two really good pieces of advice over here today. The one was, to be conscious of the fact that Hashem is running the show. You're not alone. You haven't been set, uh, you know, set free in some kind of a chaotic environment and, and just sink or swim. But rather Hashem is guiding. That's very helpful to consider and very useful to consider. And then the other is this concept of bitachon, to be confident, to be confident that Hashem sees things that we don't see. He sees an outcome that we don't see. He sees a benefit that we don't see. And it will happen. There will be a time after this is over where we will look back and say, wow, even at the time we didn't realize how amazing what was unfolding actually was. Now we can say, aha, now it kind of makes sense. So the trick is while we're in it, not to be devoured by it, not to become completely obsessed by it. You know, all the statistics and all the, when's this president going to speak next and what's the lot? I mean, there are things that we can't change. And unfortunately, we just have to wait until they happen in order to see how to navigate them. But to have this confidence that Hashem is busy hatching something now for the better, that's incredible. Something that's going to be radical, that's something that's going to be uplifting, something that's going to be different. We have a principle in Judaism, and this is the principle that applies from day one of creation. The principle is Yerida Tzorech Aliyah. That whenever Hashem puts anything into a situation of setback, of descent, of downgrade, it is never for the purpose of the setback. Never for the purpose of the downgrade. It is only in order to facilitate something greater that happens. Now, that sounds a little bit far-fetched. We actually do this ourselves frequently. Let's say you want to renovate your house. The only way you can renovate your house is you first actually have to damage certain things. You've got to break things, break down a wall or, or whatever it is. That's what you've got to do. 
in order to be able to renovate your house. So if you're at that phase of the bashing down the wall phase and somebody comes to visit you, what do you say? Now listen, we're currently breaking our house, but come back in two months' time, then you're going to see what we're doing. We're actually fixing our house. You don't say that. You say we're renovating our house. Even though this phase of the renovation looks quite destructive, that doesn't make it any less of a renovation than that exciting phase where you start building things and plastering walls and putting in fittings. So that's where we are now. The creation of the world was a setback. Think about it. Originally, there was just godliness, awareness, peace, tranquility, beauty. The creation of the world was a downgrade into an environment that allows for conflict, allows for darkness, allows for negativity. So it was a Eureka. But that's the big achievement of creation. Why? Because we're absolutely certain that the creation is an opportunity to build something even greater. And that's one of the things that we should try and focus on during this time, that Hashem, we don't understand how, and it's extremely difficult for many of us at the moment, is creating something that is going to be spectacular on the other end of this. What do you think? 34519, if you're going to send us a message via SMS. Otherwise, there's always Telegram, 0618951019. And top of the pops, at Chai FM or at Rabbi Shish, everybody loves to use social media. What are your thoughts? This is Fresh Thinking with Rabbi Ari Shishla. So here we go. Oh, I, I, I've got to tell you, there are so many messages and so many good ones coming through. Uh, to me, I think the take-home for today from a spiritual perspective is gratitude, acknowledging that Hashem is in control, and being confident, therefore, that things will turn out in an amazing way. Not just okay, but in an amazing way. But some of you have shared some other really good things, and I think you've put in the effort to share it with everybody else. Martin says, focus on the good things and see and pay attention to what is emerging as people show generosity, patience, support, and love. So that's quite similar to, I think, what we've been saying. Tanya says, when, I, when I'm sad or stressed, I go outside and find nature to be healing. The glistening winter sun, the crunch of leaves under my feet. Nature, comma, Hashem. You know, we're so caught up in our urban environment that sometimes we forget about the beauty Hashem has created in nature. So there you go. Here's a nice one. Ingrid says, um, I'm not going to read the whole message, but I like this one. As soon as I feel that my head is talking trash, I take out the trash. (laughs) Isn't that great? That's what we are capable of doing. We have the capacity for choice. We have the capacity to choose what to let into our mind and what not to let into our mind. And just because negative things have popped into our heads doesn't mean that they have to stay there. Claire says, uh, watch and enjoy the simple things in life to keep you grounded. Do a mitzvah and find the joy in giving. Uh, here's two people who have actually said a very similar thing. Two people who said that every evening they go around the table and every person at the table has to share something that they are grateful for. I think it's an incredible thing to do with your kids, by the way. What an amazing thing. So, yeah, so two people saying the same thing. So there's two really nice households running over there. If you're telling your children to share something positive every single day. Rene says, thinking constantly that all of this is for the greater good and Mashiach should be here any minute. Amen. That's exactly, exactly what we should be wishing as we say in our prayers every single morning, I await Mashiach every single day. Stephanie says there are other people like me who are mostly alone, so I speak to them, especially in the morning and evening. We keep each other going, eating, exercising, laughing, and prevent depression. That's very important, by the way, to reach out to people. We all know people who 
are going through this alone. And you'll never find that if you reach out to help somebody else that you feel depleted afterwards. Um, maybe if you, if you help somebody inappropriately, it might deplete you, but usually you'll feel enriched. And that's a very powerful tool right there. Um, here's somebody else that says, I'm having one of the best times in years. All that schlepping before the virus took away so much time from the family. Yes, true. That's something to be positive about. So much time with the family. And, and quite a number of people saying, read more to heal him. And somebody says, Devorah Leia says, I'm here, I listen to soulful music. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people's, you know, music really, really speaks to, to them. Um, 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 that's interesting. Here's an SMS that only, it looks like only half of the SMS came through. The half that says, we don't know his plans. I, I'm getting the feeling that there's more to that SMS. If there is, please would you send the rest of it? Just before we finish up, wrap up, and go off air. You know what's nice about this? Is, firstly, I think we have to acknowledge that the Torah has an incredible amount of resource that we could call on to help us to stay positive in these times. Again, for me, the take-homes are gratitude, family, appreciate your family, to know that Hashem is in control, and therefore, not only am I not vulnerable now, but actually things are going to turn out for the best possible way that they could. But what I've also really seen from this is how many of you have very solid lines of thought, very solid perspectives that are keeping you going. And I think that that is truly amazing. So big shkayach, please God, Hashem should keep us all safe, upbeat, sane, connected, and more than anything else, let's see quicker than we expect the real goodness that lies on the other side of this. Most importantly, hopefully, the goodness of Mashiach. I want to wish you a good Shabbos for this Shabbos. And a good Yom Tov for next Yom Tov, the holiday of Shavuos, next Thursday night. Very special time. It's going to be different this year, that's for sure. Please, God, it should be good. Stay safe and stay sane.